passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Because it is Jets week, we bring you an extra bonus podcast here on the Six Rings and Football Things feed with your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. That's right. When it's an AFC East rival, a hated one like that, that you have run 14 straight up against in the quest for 15, we have to go behind enemy lines and speak to someone who roots for gangrene. And there is absolutely nobody better than the one and only at Willpa 11 himself, Will Parkinson. Host of Turn On the Jets kindly joins the Six Rings crew here for a little Pat Jets preview. Will, I'll check Jets Nation. How are you guys feeling? Not only leading up to the game that I know you circled on your calendar first, but also just a general wellness check on Jets Nation coming off of all four of those historic plays against the Bills on Monday night, September 11th. They did win that game. I think people uh, have seemed to have <laughs> forgotten that one. Um, no, I think Jet. It's been a it's been a weird last two weeks, honestly, as a Jets fan. It's been the highest of highs. Aaron Rodgers, you know, chose the Jets. Like this, you know, you you the whole we heard about it all summer. But the fact that he it's not just like the Brett Favre, of like he got traded there and didn't want to be there and couldn't wait to get out. It was like no, this guy chose us and. Um, you know, there was all that excitement. He comes out of the tunnel on 9-11 with the American flag. It was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like, genuinely, it was, I've never seen MetLife like that. I've gone my whole life. I've never seen a Jets game with a crowd like that. And they win that game, obviously. And everyone's like, all right, cool. Zach Wilson, just don't screw it up. We can still win a title with this team. 
And then the Jets lose to the Cowboys in a game where the Cowboys are a better team. They're the best team probably in the league right now, just the way they've played through, you know, two weeks. And the Jets are a couple of plays go the other way. Maybe we're talking about a different game. And now my entire Twitter is this team sucks. Like, should we tank for a quarterback? And it's like, there's just a lot of highs and lows, but yeah, I think everyone's kind of had this game scheduled. It's, until the Jets beat the Patriots, I don't think anyone's going to take them seriously. I, it's harsh to maybe say that, but you lose, you know, an average of thirty to ten, you know, over a seven-year stretch to a team. That, you know, the Patriots haven't been the Brady dynasty Patriots all these years. Some of them they have, but there's also been some Jets teams last year in particular. You know, both those games I think go another way. Um, I think on paper, outside of the Zach Wilson factor and maybe some punt coverage, you could talk about a different game. So, Zach Wilson, is he, A, going to be the quarterback all season long? Because I think immediately all the rumblings, rumors are like, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, you know, Jacoby Brissett, whoever, somebody else, go get somebody else. And Robert Sala has kind of dug his heels in and said, Zach's our quarterback. Do you believe that he is a quarterback all year? And do you believe he's any better, or is he the same Zach Wilson? So, I think he's like 10% better. I think there's <laughs> – I think they're – which I, I think if they get him to 20% better, they're fine. They could make – they could still be a playoff team. I think the issue is – we saw it, I think, on Sunday. The first half, I felt like didn't have any bad plays in terms of turnovers, used his legs a little bit, had the really – you know, nice throw over the middle of Garrett Wilson, didn't screw things up. I think you saw in the fourth quarter – Last year, Zach Wilson, and two years ago, Zach Wilson, that's running around, you know, one of the interceptions I don't really care about because it was, a, you know, I'd rather you, if you're going to throw a picks, throw them 45, 50 yards down the field to your best player. Like, you're cool with that. Matt Jones Drew does Bledsoe the same thing. That's fine. Bledsoe picks. That's yeah, fine. Punks, you're good right? with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, you're good yeah. with that. You're not good with running around. You know, Zach throwing to his left is is, is tough. Um, I don't know. I think that ideally for them, he, he plays the whole year. You don't have to give draft capital. Like, I've been pounding the table. Jacoby Brissett makes them probably a 10 or 11 win team. He's a really stable, solid dude who's durable, has a good arm, like smart, understands the offense. It makes too much sense, which is why it probably won't happen. The Carson Wentz and the free agent stuff, are they that much? Is Carson Wentz that much better than Zach Wilson? Like maybe, but he's also a cancer in the locker room and he's going to cost you money. Like what's the point? Um, so I, unless he gets hurt, I think he's the quarterback all year or something disastrous happens. The only thing, only caveat I'll throw is if they end up three and three or four and two, which is probably optimistic before the bye, but it's, it's, they still could beat New England. They could beat Denver. Something crazy could happen against Philly or Kansas City. We've seen crazier things. And Zach is terrible. They somehow are three and three, four and two. Does Woody Johnson step in and say, I'm spending a ton of money on this team? we're good enough to still do some things. The Vikings are one in six, like, you know, Kirk sold 8 million bucks. We can afford it. The Vikings are obviously trying to go get a quarterback next year. That's the only caveat I guess I would throw in there. Either mm-hmm. Zach is just so putrid <laughs> that you have no choice and you lose the locker room and, or um, this team shows we're good enough. If we just upgrade 10, 20%, I think those are the only two things, but yeah, I don't know how much different Zach is. I just think he's maybe reined in a little bit of some of the mistakes, but again, we saw that said that last year he played a good first half against the Patriots in Week Eight, then threw three of the worst interceptions I've ever seen uh, in the second half. Yeah, and he wasn't that bad in the game that was decided by the Marcus Jones punt return with 20 seconds left. No Marcus Jones this week for you guys, which is a benefit. You guys having uh, Man 53, the Hard Knocks love story, Xavier Gibson, who could be. I mean, look, it could be a, a literally in the winds and the rain on Sunday with two solid defenses, two offenses kind of stuck in the mud right now. The little things like punt returns, kick returns, 
field goals. Greg, the legs a little dinged up right now. Pats have a rookie kicker and Chad Ryland. Like, I think this is such a fascinating time for these teams to match up again in such a heated and hated rivalry. Um, Zach Wilson, I've been thinking all week long as Patriots fans, I'm not sure if you can smell it all the way down, down by uh, jet life and whatever you smell that stinks probably is just something North Jersey. But if you can, if, if there's any wafting of entitlement that there really shouldn't be left over, but if there's any little last bit of it, it's probably just like, well, you know, the jets will always find a way to jets it up. And I've been thinking all week, like if I'm Nathaniel Hackett and Robert Sala and Andy and I discussed this when we previewed the game a couple days ago, like, Somebody should get fired immediately after the game if he throws more than 15 passes. Like, why wouldn't you just student body left Brees Hall, student body right Dalvin Cook? Maybe you throw it on third down, but otherwise run and run it again and maybe a trick play. But do not ask Zach Wilson to carry you to victory because to me that just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I mean, Brees Hall had four carries on Sunday. Like, in the games in which Brees Hall has had 10, more, 10 or more carries, they're 7-0. and and when they've had their seven and one, when Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall both either or score a touchdown, either or not even both, just either or, they're seven and one. Wow. So yeah. like, just give the two of those dudes the ball over and over again. Stop running Dalvin Cook right up the middle. Like, he's not 2019 Dalvin Cook. He's now a guy that's fast, can make guys miss in the open field, but he's not running linebackers over. Like, that's not really ever been his game, and it's certainly not his game in 28 versus 21, 22. So. Yeah, look, I, they got away from it. When they run to the right side, they're really good. You know, ABT, I mean, we'll see what happens with the if Dwayne Brown plays, but generally speaking, they've done a lot of two and three tight end stuff, and they've run to the right side. And it's Mekhi Becton, who's a freight train, obviously, in the run game. Elijah Vera Tucker's very good in the run game. Jeremy Ruckert, who's a second-year tight end out of Ohio State, a you know, Long Island native, Jets fan growing up, so there's that whole stuff. But he's actually good. Like, it's not just a, uh, you know, a kind of a New York, you know, post-New York Daily News type of story. When they run right, they we saw it against Buffalo. I mean, they still ran for 180 on Buffalo, which is a really good defense. They had two positive carries against the Cowboys and both were to the right side. But again, they ran the ball to the right side two times. So, yeah, I, I don't know what the pass number attempt is going to be with Zach Wilson, where it's kind of – I don't – again, the weather too, it's like you check one weather app and it looks like it's going to be the worst weather of all time. The next one says it's going to be light rain for two hours. Like, knowing the Jets Patriots will get some form of every different type of, of weather. But, yeah – Lean on the ground game, try to turn Mac Jones over. Miami kind of gave you the game plan a little bit to like beat this Patriots defense. Do not get away with, like, don't get bored. And even honestly, the Cowboys gave the recipe to beat the Jets defense. If you get bored with taking five or six yards of pop, they will turn you over. They will force, you know, the defensive lines will start to hit you and bad things will happen. Philly got bored with it in week, in week one. The first half, it was like, oh, boy, this might get ugly. And then Jalen Hurts is like, let me start throwing the ball 50 yards downfield to A.J. Brown. The Patriots are not going to let you beat you that way. Um, Miami, too, the one pick. Christian Gonzalez looked fantastic last week against against Miami when why you're testing a 6-3 corner against anybody. Uh, this is beyond me. But, again, if you're the Jets, screens, I don't know, five-yard hitch routes. Just, and if it's not there, throw it away. Zach Wilson, just throw the ball away. Because throwing, throwing it away to four Patriots – We'll end you up on Sports Center for the third straight year, and we don't want that. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure Zach Wilson knows the meaning of throw it away. Somebody might want to define that term for him before they say it to him. Um, one of the things that caught a little attention up this way this week was Sauce Gardner's comments, uh, his scouting report, I guess, on Billy O'Brien, the Patriots offense, the scheme. I wondered, and I think there were differing views in New England. Some people, I think, 
took it as a, a massive shot at the Patriots, that simple offense. It's Osa, blah, blah, blah. And I think others sort of fixated more on him saying, well, they look like they're trying to do what they do and do it well and execute. What, what do you think? Uh, and maybe what was the reaction of his comments down there? And what do you think he meant? I think it, I don't know. You watch the Patriots on film. It has been pretty simple through two weeks. It's a lot of screens. It's a lot of quick throws from Mac Jones. Way too many throws for my for my liking. I think what did he throw ninety six or ninety seven passes in two weeks. He's like, like leading yeah, the league. The like yeah. the reason why That's, he's up there and touched like touchdowns, pass attempts. Like he's because he's throwing for his life. There's no run game, and our offensive line is a couple of saloon doors at this point. <laughs> Friend of the friend of the pod of my pod, Cole Strange, just not had a great start to the year. But nope. no, uh, it's it's it is like I don't think it's necessarily an insult towards them. I just think they've gotten down early, so the offense is pretty straightforward. It's like a lot of empty, a lot of you know one back, three receivers because they don't really they haven't not really had a choice. I would say the Jets' offense has been pretty simple too. It's like both these teams have kind of gotten themselves in for different reasons. Obviously, the Patriots definitely trust Mac Jones more than the, the Jets trust Zach Wilson, but. You know, the Patriots offense has been pretty straightforward. I, I think they'd like to be more complex. I also think they need to start games faster in order to kind of get to that point. I know, you know, a big problem, you know, down here has been McCole Hardman hasn't been used at all through two weeks. Well, it's been first and first and 10, second and 12, third and 13. Using your gadget guy is not really necessarily kind of an option. So Sauce is he's a lot of things. He's not unintentional with what he says. I don't think it's meant as a shot. Um, I think Bill O'Brien is, is a damn good coach. I just, I, again, I think they've started really slow and it's like the offense has been pretty predictable and it's why they, you know, again, Mac Jones throwing 97 times in two weeks is not a recipe for success. He should be in that 23 to, you know, he should be 21 to 27 for two ten, a touchdown or two and, and no turnovers a week. And you'd feel really good about it. I just don't think, you know, 29 of 41 for 312, a touchdown and a pick is not really the recipe for a, a Bill Belichick team. Even with Brady, like, I don't feel like they used to throw the ball 50 times. Like, I don't even feel like that was a thing. I mean, I could be some games, but like run the ball, could be efficient. I just don't know how efficient this offense has been through for the two weeks. Not very, uh, to, to say the least. And it's because they can't get the ground game going. And we've been pounding the table for months saying you need to address the offensive line. You guys the same. Look what's happened. You got two teams, one, one, and two, one, oh, one, one, and one, one, oh, and two. The Patriots losing two games, uh, basically thwarted last minute comebacks. The offensive line has been the main culprit of problems for the Pats. And of course, the offensive line forced Rodgers into a situation where his leg bent uncomfortably. And now Zach is back. I know you guys are backing Zach Wilson because you have to. Like, you, like that's the position you're in for now, at least until maybe something else changes. For my money, by the way, I would have gotten on the phone with the Texans and said, how much for Case Keenum? Because I think he probably could have steered. Because we saw Case Keenum do this six years ago. It was the yeah, same type of team. Literally Good run the game. Uh, some of the same players. Dalvin Cook for one. Like, I know. Great Why defense, Dalvin Cook wasn't like, I got a guy. I got a yeah, guy. Yeah, Tyler Conklin and Dalvin Cook should have been pounding the table for Case Keenum. Yeah. Um, but with Mac Jones, like the Patriots are trying to figure out if he can be the answer. And right now, I think, you know, Andy will tell you, there's this like, chasm in pat's nation half of pat's fans are like mac ain't it he's never had a comeback the guy can't beat any team we've never beaten a team when the other team scores 24 or more and other people will tell you like yeah but look at how efficient he is this year he's holding up with no offensive line give this kid you know a real line and a garrett wilson type player and he can cook so where do you and do you think a lot of jets people fall in terms of like mac jones like he can be the answer we'll be playing him for 10 years or mac jones he'll probably be on the zach wilson expressway soon I kind of, it's like a tough, 
I would say generally speaking, a lot of Jets fans are not scared of Mac Jones. But I also feel like a lot of Jets fans aren't scared of Josh Allen or Tua because they've had success. Tua never plays, and they own Josh Allen. I mean, they played Josh Allen better than any team in his yep. entire career. I mean, he's way more turnovers and touchdowns. Like, Zach Wilson's 2-0 against Josh Allen. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff with, with the Jets and Josh Allen. And, again, Tua's not looked good in the games he's played the Jets. And so, like, none of the quarterbacks in the AFC, so I think, as a Jets fan, are the ones that are scaring you. I think the problem is internally the Jets – fans are more scared of their own quarterback, which is why I think so many people were so confident with Rodgers was I think we have either the best quarterback, at least by name or a lot of by performance. I kind of stand on the fence of like, what do you, well, the Patriots are never going to be bad enough to draft a Caleb Williams a Drake may, um, you know, somebody of that ilk. And is Bill Belichick going to go trade three, four first round picks for whoever the next, you know, whoever the next guy is going to be on the market. It kind of feels like, can't you do what you did two years ago, build a roster to a point where, and actually spend the money well, but draft well and develop guys that it's like Mac Jones is your 10th best player, but he's good enough to at least, you know, can you give him just a shot with some weapons? I just feel like it's been the same thing of like that roster was really good, at least defensively and some stuff on the offensive line. They won 10 games, but they still had, <laughs> the weapons were still a problem. You're paying John Smith, you know, Travis Kelsey money and all these different things. So, I don't see Mac Jones going elsewhere. I don't like feel like the Patriots are in the market for a quarterback unless, again, sure, if they – whoever the next guy that's going to eventually want out of their situation that's not a you know a sex crime criminal like Deshaun Watson or something of that nature, the Patriots get involved. But, again, like they need a guy at receiver this year. DeAndre Hopkins is sitting there for months, has a relationship with Bill O'Brien, and like the Patriots were like, sure, we have our number. So um, I kind of just feel like Mac – is at least here for at least a year or two. And then you hope you the roster and develop. They, they had a really nice draft this year that have had a couple of nice drafts in a row. So can those guys develop to a point where Max like the least of your problems? So I'm not sure if you noticed, there's a, a mildly uh, popular sports talk radio show in Boston that this week called for Bill Belichick's firing, that it should happen this week, this day, he should be done. Um, and you bring it up, sort of the idea that the Patriots are never going to be bad enough to get one of those truly elite quarterbacks in the top five picks. What is the perception down I-95 of Bill Belichick and where the Patriots are? Because I think a lot of, you know, I was asked last night on a, one of our shows on our station, like, which team would you rather be? Which franchise would you rather be right now? And I think a strong argument based on the recent drafts for the Jets, that defense and Wilson and can be made for New York, except they don't have a quarterback just like the Patriots might not, and they have a coach that I'm not sure how they feel. So what's the perception of Bill Belichick and the Patriots organization stability right now? Yeah, I, uh, Evan Lazar said on my pod yesterday or two days ago, he said if they lose this game, if they lose both, but most, more specifically this game because it would be the first time since I think 2000, their own three, did Belichick like lose his fastball? Like Now it's like the breaking stuff. We're not sure if it's still there. Like maybe it's a little Chris Sale situation, but if the, the fastball goes from 97 to 91, like I don't know what you really have here because it's kind of looking more and more like Bill's like a good enough coach to get you seven or eight wins worth of like lack of talent for, you know, maybe the roster's not good enough. Part of the problem is, at least from a lot of Jets fans' perspective, like I don't know if Bill's a good GM. Like that's part of the, the biggest issue. And he still might be an awesome coach. He might be able to, you know, have good staffs. He might be able to develop guys. Problem is, is the guy who's picking a lot of these players, it's kind of that awkward, like, is there a way to fire the, the GM but keep the coach? I, I think nope. that's no. part of the problem, right? It's like yep. ideal world, Bill Belichick is still a top five coach in the league. 
He's just probably a bottom 10 at best GM. And that's a huge issue. So um, yeah, I think people perceive it as like, he just, he owns us right now. And until we beat him, it's going to be the same thing. I think that's again, not to keep coming, bring it back to Rogers, but like if the jets have Rogers in this game, they're probably almost double digit favorites just because Rogers has done well against the Patriots in the past. There's no like bad matchup for him. The bad matchup in Rogers career has been San Francisco and a couple years of Robert Sala. So like, you know, that's why you'd feel good. But again, the jets, I think a lot of fans just are so scared of like bill against a young quarterback and a guy that he's, once he gets his claws on you as a young quarterback, it's kind of hard to shake it. That's why, like, I don't know, when the, the Pats play Tua, Tua had at least some success early on. He's 5-0 and against him now because, like, he's not phased by that, whereas Zach Wilson has, I think, two touchdowns, seven picks, and, and three starts against the Pats. And, you know, yeah. obviously we know the Darnold numbers and, and all that stuff. So I think people are still, like, he's a great coach. I just think we all perceive him as, like, they could really do with, like, another – kind of voice in the room in terms of free agencies and drafting and stuff like that, because I, I just don't know that the, the coach GM thing, I know Kyle Shanahan kind of gets away with it and John Lynch takes the bullets when Kyle Shanahan messes up on a quarterback. But other than that, he's built this incredible roster that's year after year cranking out town. So yeah, um, Bill's a, it's a tough one, right? I, I just, I think a lot of everyone in this division, it's like, there's, it's kind of hard to point to like, there's just a lot of uncertainty with these coaches and GMs. I mean, think this year's going to tell a lot going forward. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Belichick and the Patriots are still pre- pretty much paying for their terrible drafts from 2019 to th- 2017. He's making like $20 million a year too, right? Isn't he making 25. like upwards? Yep. Oh, wow. 20, yeah, like crazy money. money. And those drafts from a couple of years ago are still haunting the franchise, sadly, as is the the misallocation of some of the crazy free agent money. You they say spend. a couple of years ago. How about last year? The one you All right, 2022. I Where's thought it was going to be. Where's Pierre strong. Where's Cole elsewhere. Oh, I know he's spinning around on the field. <laughs> exactly. It's I'm just, not looking great, Bob. It's, it's not we- looking great. It's weird as, I mean, I, I know we're kind of going on a tangent here, but it's weird. A lot of what the Jets have done drafting wise the last couple of years is the opposite of what they did for such a long time was like, they're drafting guys of where like, premier positions or guys that like where this league's going in terms of elite level athletes that have these traits that you can't, you can't coach. And then you hope you develop a sauce gardener in terms of kind of sharpening up one or two things technique wise, but like he's a six, three corner that runs in the four fours, like that you can't teach that or a Garrett Wilson, stuff like that. Even there's a lot of criticism in New York this week of like, Will McDonald their first round pick wasn't active last week. I'm not sure about people are freaking out. Was, like, was he getting a ta- was he getting another tattoo? No, probably he's probably getting his lip or his eye pierced Piercing. or something else. Yeah, that, but he's a guy that like elite level bend, which you can't teach. He's a freak athlete. He's like an AA plus level guy. He broke Von Miller's sack record in college. Like, there's a lot of stuff there. It's like store him for a year and then you'll figure it out. The problem with the, some right. of the Patriots stuff is it's like you don't have to be like the scrap heap team all the time. Like you could just you you don't have Brady to cover that stuff up. So like draft is it like go draft the elite athlete. I just never really understood that. Um I, I just take some chalk. They don't take enough chalk will. That's exactly yeah. it. Like you can't miss with Sauce Garden. You really shouldn't miss with Garrett Wilson. Like just take the speed, take the size. Yeah, and the Jets in the some- beginning of this regime, they took him a Kai Becton who yes, he's been fine this year, but like he was the prototypical overthinking of like, I don't know, Tristan Wirfs, can he play right tackle, left tackle? Like, dude, just draft him because he's a he's a damn good player and he's stable, whereas Mekhi Becton, obviously, we saw what's, uh, yeah. what's unfolded the last three yeah, years. I know. Um, all right, so uh, I'll give you a little bit of a layer cake to, to wrap it up, Will. Um, uh, who needs it more? What do you got for a game? And if the Jets win, 
on Monday morning, which player not named like Zach or Brees Hall or Quinn and Williams or Sauce Gardner might we be talking about? Yeah, so I'll start with the I'll start with the latter first. I think the two names, one offensively, I mentioned before. I think Jeremy Ruckert's a guy that that tight end room as a whole, CJ Azama has been horrendous the first two weeks. He's probably been one of the worst players on the roster. Jeremy Ruckert's they kind of made a huge deal and during you know during the week myself and about every single other person on, on Jets Twitter, like, can you play this dude more, especially in the run game? The Jets have success on Sunday. It'll be because they run the football. In turn, Jeremy Rucker will have had a big game. Um, so he's a name. And then and defensively, when Quincy Williams is right and he's on, we saw it two weeks ago on Monday night, he is arguably the best player in the field. Like, maybe not better than Quinn Williams or Sauce, but he's for damn sure up there. And when he's he wasn't great last week and the Jets defense didn't look good. When he's cued in, he's locked in and he's good and he's making his reads right. And CJ Mosley's getting him in the right spots. He's a heat seeking missile. And if the Patriots want to run the football, he's going to be a guy that's going to have to step up, right? He's one of their better tacklers. Obviously, Mosley is who he is, but you need a partner there. So um, in terms of keys that we'll talk about on Monday, Quincy Williams and Jeremy Rucker are two names. In terms of who needs it more, I know it's probably a biased answer, but the Jets need this game. Like, they're, you're never going to play – if you can't beat the Patriots now, when are you beating them? And it's in, it's a home game. The Patriots are sputtering. Like, it might be bad weather conditions. This is a roster that objectively is more talented than the Patriots. All these different things are coming together. Zach Wilson or not, you should have won both matchups last year from a lot of different points of view. If you can't beat them now, we're going to be talking about a 15-win game win streak, and then they're going up to, you know, Foxborough in the middle of November or whatever it is. I'm sure it'll be windy that day too, like it was last year. And then all of a sudden it'll be 16 in a row. And it's like, when's the last time? I mean, I just don't, you can't like mess around here. You have a chance to be like, I think it's 1% chance you make the playoffs at 0-3. Go and quote unquote end the Patriots season and figure it out. Because the Patriots feel the rebound. You guys have won six titles in the last 20 years or whatever it is. And, you know, maybe it is time for change. Or maybe this is, you know, at least from a Yankee point of view, like maybe a bad season's in store to figure it out so you can, like kind of have some regime change and things like that. The Jets lose this game. They dropped one and two. Now it's like we went kind of all in in a two-year, three-year window, and we've just thrown away a year because they're probably not beating the Chiefs next week. They're probably not beating the Eagles in two weeks. Like there's a lot here that's like you kind of need to get to two and one and stack some home division victories. So I'll say the Jets need it more, but again, obviously both teams need this. This is a must-win game, I think, for both teams to, to have any type of a hope going into playing January football. Yeah, I, I got 19-16 Patriots. Andy, what did you have again? 17-6 Patriots. What do you got? Yeah, I, I had 19-10 Jets. So we're well, all right. It's going to be an absolute disgusting watch. Take the under. Oh, oh take, yeah. I, I, why? Yeah, we're sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, make every moment more. The one win we all should be able to count on is putting a couple of our hard-earned American dollars on the under Sunday and at least being able to cash that ticket. Whose ticket gets cashed? <laughs> Uh, as far as the the AFC East goes, Jets or Pats, we'll find out Sunday around four o'clock. I and I, I I'm with you, Will. I think this is absolute must win territory for both. Get out from underneath your oppressor and the older brother that's been holding you in the corner in the couch for years, or for the page like and 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 the Pats like get on the winning track because like you said, a one percent chance tops at zero and three, and then the Pats have to go to Dallas, and we've seen what that defense looks like, and you got like, holy smokes, what a showdown! Hey, listen, Will, we're Thrilled you could make a little time for us on a Friday to go behind enemy lines. Give us some insight as to how Jets fans are thinking and feeling. Uh, some perspective on how you guys see the game shaking out. We'll uh, we'll make sure to shout you out during the post-game show Sunday on WEEI. Keep in touch. And if there's anything we can ever do for you as well, give him a follow, guys. He's at WillPa11. And, of course, excellent podcast 
turn on the Jets. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game. Uh, the absolute shame fest that it's probably going to be for all of us. And uh, we'll catch up to you soon, brother. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Will Thank Parkinson you. joins Six Rings and Football Things. That's our Behind Enemy Lines pod, everybody. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll talk to you Sunday after the game on WEEI-FM with the Six Rings postgame show. Thanks to Justin Turpin, our producer, for everyone. WEEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. Andy, Will, and myself, this has been Six Rings and Football Things. Good day. Happy weekend. Stay dry. And as always, go Pats. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus